people to understand this formula, how I go. You have to invest more than you save because you already know saving money don't do nothing but lose money. You have to save more than you spend because I'd rather you save it than spend it. At least you can save it to invest. I want you to understand that your money has to work harder than you if you're working for your money because if you outwork your money, you're going to wear out before your money do. You're going to get fatigued before your money do. After you work 10 or 12 hours, you're tired, but your money don't never need a break. The difference is you can't. You become financially exhausted because you work hard for your money and you spend your money hard as you work for it. Ah, oh, man, that was good. Salaries are created at work. But wealth is created at home. Here's why that's important. Your job should be your biggest source to building your wealth. 100%. We won't disagree with that. But once you make the money, the next thing is how much of my money going to work for me? What asset class can I put my money in? How can I structure the portfolio the right way? How do I put my money? How do I? What is my ROIC? What that mean? What is my return on invested capital? Capital is simple money that you use to invest. How good am I at turning one dollar into ten? How good am I at that? Let's go a little further. I be coming up with these titles like I'm creating a mixtape or something. Yeah. <laughs> New dope ball on the block, Jeff Bezos, man. So watch this. We all know about Amazon, a great company. Amazon rolls out Amazon Clinic, a nationwide virtual telehealth platform. Now, if you've been tapping on Trapping Tudors for a while, you remember when I said that Amazon is about to enter the healthcare game and they're going to change the game in a different way. One of the things that they do is, so what is, what is let me ask y'all a question in the audience. What does Amazon do best? Say it loud. So, <laughs> like I said, it's the Christmas gifts. <laughs> so what people don't realize is that Amazon sells products and service for fun. That's their side hustle. Their biggest, their biggest way of making money is from AWS. While, while the cloud service is big, here's what they did realize. Visionary. He understood that the healthcare industry is a bigger industry than the tech industry because you can you can integrate the two. So what did Jeff Bezos do? He went out and he bought a company called PillPack. That's the one that y'all know that Nas invested in. And then the next thing he did was once he bought the Whole Foods stores, he said, yo, this is going to be a great thing to do. But then he bought this other company called One Medical. I told y'all about that a while back. So then he said, now I can take one medical and I can take Whole Foods and I can take pill pack. And now I have a CVS inside of my Whole Foods. This gives me a storefront. Because I got more money than CVS, because I got more money than Rite Aid, because I got more money than them, I can now set up shop inside of what? My Whole Foods stores. And then once I buy one medical, it now gives me, see, that's what they do. He bought the business, put the business under his umbrella, and then he bought all the business's assets. So now one medical can now gives them the leeway to now sell hand to hand. But he called it Amazon Telehealth first because one, I already got what? The shipping component. 
Watch this, though. This is so gangs how they play the game. I already got the shipping component. This is why FedEx can't make no money. This is why UPS can't make no money because I took my products out of their hand and I became integrated vertically. I want you to write this down. If you can find a company that's integrated vertically, I can promise you it's a company worth owning. What does integrated vertically mean? I can do everything from within myself. I don't got to outsource it. Man, this is good, Jose. Watch this. So here's what, here's what Amazon did. Now that they have that component, now that they have pill pack, now that they have one medical, now that they create telehealth as a virtual platform, they now have jumped in the medical industry. Now what happens? You're going to see companies like Rite Aid, CVS, you're going to see them join forces. You know why? Because because Amazon has more money than them, Amazon can put them out of business. Guess who his second biggest competitor going to be? Walmart. So now not only is he going to compete with Walmart in retail, he's also going to compete with Walmart with selling dope. They got it, 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 Jose, they got it. I want y'all to understand that legal dope dealing is a thing. Let's go a little further, Jose. By 2030, the telehealth community is expected to be over a like $40 billion industry. And you see it's growing. Right now it's at 29, it's looking to keep on extended. I need you to understand that Watch this. U.S. telehealth market shares increase. Payers, providers, patients, on-premises, web-based, cloud-based. What do you think Amazon thrives at? They already got the, uh, the cloud-based because they got AWS and, they got, and because they already have our data inside of Amazon. Watch this. Let me make it make sense to you. How many people got Amazon Prime here? The people that ain't raising their hand, y'all be making me mad, y'all. Because y'all be trying to be like, you ain't right. Look how dope Amazon is. This is why I like, like, one of the things I love about this is understanding how businesses do business. The reason why I love the stock market so much is because it helped me understand how people, how America does business. Watch what Amazon did. Amazon, and I always say this, because, yo, Jose, we got to get a, they got to start sponsoring me. I'm tired of this. We need to be getting ad dollars for this. They're gonna try to play me though. They're gonna try to play me. Watch this though. Here's what Amazon does. First, the dude Jeff Bezos said, we're gonna sell books. Then he went from selling books to selling everything under the sun. And then he realized that streaming was a thing. But he didn't wanna really compete with Netflix head on, so he competed with them through the back door. So here's what he did. He don't actually charge you for the streaming service. He added one day delivery to the product and gave you the streaming service for free. But watch this. When Amazon reports, it always reports how many people join Prime. Subscription for the streamers. Because here's what happens. The more people that join it, he knows that does what? Adds value to the business. But you can't judge him if he lose subscribers simply because I only do this for next day delivery, not for the streaming platform. Oh, that's so good. 
That's so good. So now what he gonna do is this. Everybody now that has Amazon Prime, mark my word, you're going to start getting emails talking about One Medical. You know why? Because he already got over a billion people in his database. And guess what? 62% of Americans are on some type of drug. So if 60% of Americans are on some type of drug, guess what he could also do? Now he's going to give you a discount because he also, he also set up a business where he can now give you a discount on all major brands through a generic brand. Oh, that boy playing chess. Like we the only one do a live show with this much production. Like we bar none, we just different. We not in competition with nobody. To see somebody that looks like us talk about stocks because I had never seen that before. You know, we buy during the drought and in recession is the best time to buy. I'm doing a whole bunch of wealth up in here, y'all. Someone who gave me raw and uncut information. I know how to break down a company. I know how to invest. Being a more confident investor. That Wall Street does look like us, no cliche. I will no longer fertilize my fears. That financial trauma has to be broken. We got to understand that we are more than consumers. One share at a time, you change your life. What are we doing? What are we doing? We're printing money, baby. I think over the last couple of years, um, just being in America has made everyone realize that there's no such thing as job security. It's time to take accountability. It's time to be responsible. It's time to make the sacrifices. It's time to put in the work because this time it done got worse. Because this time ain't no saving you. All right, so watch this, man. So we did see the IPO industry slow down a little bit. So I will say, look out for the IPO gang. Another great way to play the IPO is the Renaissance IPO ETF. I think that's a great way to play the game. I think that's a great way to play the game. Um, we got companies like, uh, over the last five years, the IPO ETF has returned 15%. Last year, it didn't do really good because we didn't see too many IPO companies. But year to date, the IPO ETF is up 30%. I think that's big. I was on my, I was on my, I don't know what that was. She was singing. I personally don't like IPOs until they at least give us at least six to eight quarters of earnings. And the reason why is because if it's a good company, it's going to be a good company regardless. Right, and I don't want, I don't like people chasing IPOs, um, and I hate when people on Instagram say, "If you'd have bought this company when it IPO, did you buy it when it IPO?" Show me. Um, I'm not a fan of us getting at IPOs because I feel like a company still has to go through that maturation process, right? And it'll it'll take us some time to like think about a company like Uber, right? Um, I've been heavy on telling people, yo, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good company, but I ain't need to get it in the IPO. But guess what? Once the company started solidifying itself, once it started showing me that it was better than Lyft, once it started separating itself from the crowd, I said, okay, I see what they're doing here. And then they say, yo, they gave me a date of profitability. They say, we can be comfortable 
by this date. And then every quarter when they're telling me they're getting closer and closer to profitability, I know that this is a company that I don't mind owning. So now we wind up getting Uber at $17, now it's somewhere around a $40 stock price. I'm okay with that. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? All right, cool. Let's go a little further. All right, so here's some IPO that's about to come out that's thinking about it. Stripe, Databricks, Chime, those are actually uh, in the fintech space. Discord, fintech space, Reddit, Impossible, Burger, Klarna, and Better.com. Most of the IPOs are almost going to be in the financial technology space. And if you're going to ask me, Trap, how you feel about fintech? I still think fintech is a game changer. Trap, how do you feel about PayPal? I bought more of it at $58. The difference is you, you can't deny the fintech space. Why? Because think about it. Let's be honest. Is the way we're using money different? They're changing the way we use money. One of the biggest fintech players in the game right now is Apple. Not going to lie. Once they added the on buy now, pay later, once they did, I was like, oh, oh, they coming. Oh, that's how they playing it. Man, y'all taking pictures. I like that, y'all. I appreciate that, man. When y'all start taking pictures, I know I'm giving good game. Now, don't, don't have the phone full of pictures that you ain't using. Them pictures from 2018 that you screenshot, go on and delete them thing. Stop upgrade. Stop backing that phone up with them. Oh, delete. Delete them things. Delete it. I just go a little further. All right, so here's what I want you to understand, and this, this is key right here. Watch this. Is tech always the better play? And I'm going to say no. So consumer discretionary over the last couple of years. So tech is in the green. Um, the school, the school, consumer discretionary is in the black. Now, Average from 2018, tech has given, I mean, 2008, tech has given us about a 13% range, while consumer discretionary has given us about 11%. That 2% makes a big difference, but you'll see years where you see consumer discretionary outperform tech. What is this consumer discretionary? Companies like McDonald's, Nike, Tesla. So let me say this to people. People always be like, trap, Tesla, not no car company. It's a tech company. Well, it's a company that has technology in it. It's a company that has technology in it. Just like you can say, there's a, there's a part of the industry that I love called med tech. But med tech isn't technology, it's, med, it's healthcare companies that have integrated technology. Does that make sense? I like to call an apple or apple or orange or orange. Right? So, and then technology, you have some things under like Apple, Microsoft, NVIDIA, Broadcom, for me, I don't want nobody, you know why a lot of people didn't beat the market last year? Because a lot of people was invested in technology. They didn't know how to pivot. So one of the things I'm gonna tell y'all tonight when we talk about the workshop is the four or five accounts I want you to have. I talked about it last night. And one of those accounts is I want you to be able to take advantage of whatever the market is rewarding. So even though I was buying technology in my long-term account, in my recession portfolio, I was buying everything but technology. Why? Because if it's on sale, I'm going to add it to my long-term portfolio. I don't have a problem with that, but I still won't beat the market, so I'm going to use whatever the market is rewarding for that year. Does that make sense? Right. We talking about playing a game on a whole different level. 
So understanding when the market is rewarding technology, it's okay to be heavy technology. When the, war not remote, when the market not rewarding technology, I don't want nothing to do with it. I'm going to go wherever the market is rewarding. And that's how we're going to beat the market every year. And I'm going to show you that tonight. Let's go a little further.